Welcome to Set That Bitch Free, the Your Inner Babe podcast. Today's guest, she's a special one. She's near and dear to my heart. She's a client, a longtime client, a forever friend. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to talk to her today and be able to share a glimpse into what coaching is like. And it's really special for me to sit here and I mean, I can see her. So sit here and and look at her and talk to her about her growth because there's been so much. So Rachel, hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I feel so like shy and nervous. It's like, I feel like I'm opening my diary to the oh, whole world. Yeah. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> um, but you know, we're all here for you, baby. I mean, I feel like that's a part of agreeing to do coaching, right? Is you're kind of agreeing like, okay, all the things that I don't really want to talk about or don't really want to share, like we're probably going to get into it. So here we fucking go. 100%. And your, you know, your story is one of my favorites to think about and reflect on because you came to me thinking it would be one thing and it was so not that. Or you came oh, 100%. to me thinking you needed a morning routine. Well, yeah, it was surface. <laughs> it was so surface. I was like, in. I was just in a funk. It was like last June. Oh my God. Wow. That's a long time ago. It was last June when I started seeing you. And that whole month of month, <laughs> that whole month of May, I got like super sick twice. I had this like weekend with my family where some stuff came up and I just was like me and I, my significant other, let's call him C, decided that we were both going to do something and it wasn't like we had both been to therapy separately, but we were both like, no, like this isn't kind of like therapy stuff. This is kind of like get your fucking ass in gear stuff. So I was like, okay, I listened to your podcast before you left for Hoffman mm. and you were like, I'm not really sure what's going to come up, but whatever it is, I'm ready for it. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to, open myself up with someone else because I'd been to therapy before for my parents' divorce. So like if I was like, if I'm going to open myself up again, I want it to be with someone who's willing to open up, like to do her own work. And so it was that podcast that made me contact you, which is hilarious because I had followed you on like Instagram and all this other bullshit for like a really long time. Like Colin makes fun of me. He's like, you followed her for a long time before you reached out to her. I was like, what can I say? I like to just like know what I'm working with. <laughs> and it's such actually a testament to like Instagram versus reality because there was, I don't think I've actually ever told you this. There was a period of time where I was like, there's no way this chick can help me. Like what, <laughs> what, like what, what is this girl going to tell me? Like, especially like I remember being on vacation. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I was on vacation over Thanksgiving with my family, with my mom and one of the rest of my, whatever, my sister. And, and I was like, mom, can you please look at this chick's wedding? Because I'm fucking dying. And I would also like to have rugs and pianos in my wedding, if that's possible. <laughs> Needless to say, so I listened to the podcast. I made my appointment and I just was like, you know, inundated with what Instagram tells you that I needed to like start my day with meditation and have lemon and water and go to bed and say things I'm grateful for. And at our first session, I sat down and I told you kind of like what had happened in May and why I was there 
And I told you that my sister had said to me, we were at Disney, no, Universal all day. And I looked at a photo of myself, like after 12 hours at an amusement park, no one should look at photos. <laughs> that was a mistake. I looked at a photo of myself and went, like, Jesus Christ, my tits are huge. Which like everyone could put in a fill your blank to that sentence. But for mm-hmm. me, I just felt like the only thing people looked at was my boobs. And I said that to you and we had kind of like dived in deeper and it became very clear by the end of the session, you were like, so you talked to yourself with a lot of judgment and with a lot of shame. And I remember sitting there going, oh, fuck, I really do. Like, I remember going home and talking to C and being like, so Jack says that I talked to myself with a lot of shame and a lot of judgment. And I don't think I knew that before today. And so it became very clear. And we left that session. You were like, listen, why don't we try a routine? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we did, you were like, try to connect yourself on your walk in the morning with your dog. And then if you want to have tea with lemon, do tea with lemon, whatever. The tea with lemon couldn't fucking matter less. And so we just like went down this whole journey of, of how I looked at myself, period. Not even mm-hmm. just in the mirror or walking by and looking at myself in a reflection, but like just how I saw me. And that was not what I anticipated seeing you about, but it was a whole conversation that I needed to have, which is fascinating. It was fascinating for me, especially because like you have said to me on so many occasions, like we're just going to peel back the onion and like see what comes. And after I had done so much therapy with my family situation, I just felt like, what the fuck else are we going to talk about in therapy? Mm-hmm. Like, I like, what else could there possibly be? And like, there, you know, there were there's new things that trigger me about my parents' relationship all the time. Like, things change, life changes, things happen that I'm triggered by, and like, I address because I have those tools. But I never felt like in any of those therapy sessions I ever thought to think like, okay, but Rachel, what else? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not your whole life. Mm-hmm. And so you know, that was a part of me I never even thought was like even worthy to bring up in therapy, which is like crazy to think about too. I think that that's sort of what I do. I mean, you said so much that I want to touch on, which is so good. I first want to go back all the way to the Instagram post reality. (laughs) No, 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 no. We like really got into it. No. And that's why I love you so much because you're super vulnerable and open and real and always honest. Speaking of always honest, I love that, you know, that's the thing. That's why I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram because I love it because it's a platform that allows me to reach you and others and, you know, spread the mission of your inner babe. But no matter how many times you throw another coat of paint on it or you, you, you're you real and honest and blah, 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 it's still a highlight reel, right? Like it is in some capacity, even if I'm talking about my bad day, it's still a pretty picture. Nine out of 10 times. Regardless, we're working on that. But my point is, it does take courage to step further and step in the ring with someone. Well, and I think it also takes your own self-evaluation to be like, you're seriously going to judge someone based off of who they fucking are on Instagram? Like, that's how you're going to decide if they're a good candidate for you to be in coaching with or life with or in the ring with like that's not like come on think about your own who you portray on Instagram that's not your whole story 
And so I also think that I had to step back and realize like everybody's got shit and everybody has something they're going through. And it's what's made our sessions really powerful, I feel like, in how many times you've made me feel not even just heard, but like seen. That shit matters too. There was, I think like we've talked about in the past of how easy it is to be like, that's not that important. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not, you know, it's not, it's not abused. It's not this. It's not that. It's like, it's not worth it to talk about. It's not that big of a problem. Like, are my big boobs really that big of a problem? Right? It's like that comparative thinking of like, okay, but is, is this, a, is, does this hurt me enough to talk about? And like, that is, like, it makes me sad. It makes me like really sad thinking that like, I decided that it wasn't, that like it didn't matter enough. So like how I felt about my body, like didn't matter enough to bring up to somebody, like any, or to me, that like I didn't have like enough connection with my own voice and with my inner babe. You mock it, but it's true. I mean, the inner babe, the connection to ourselves, our greatest suffering and this is categorized as suffering because suffering can be different for everybody, but you know, it comes from being disconnected and you and I have worked a lot on being connected or getting connected to you, to your inner babe, to your spirit, whatever you want to call it, but we've done work and you're a key prime example that the work works. And I think now, sure, you have off days, you have bad days, but you know how to listen, you know how to hear, you know what's going on, you have the awareness. Yeah. And I just want to dial it back a little bit for the people who are listening who don't who aren't lucky I'm enough so to sorry. know you. No. But you know, talk to them. You've mentioned your boobs a bunch. Do you want to talk about it? Because I know there's so many people who could relate to you. Yeah. So let's like start at the beginning. Um when I was seventeen actually I had the same size boobs that I had a year ago. So I at 17 had, I don't know, let's call them 32 H's for my memory. And then I went to my parents and I said, I wanted to have a breast reduction. And they were kind enough to support that financially and emotionally. And so I did that. And that was amazing. And I went away to college and it was great. And, you know, I felt really good and cool. And then 10 years later, which is now I'm 28, and I pretty much had this close to the same size. And, um, so let's say there were maybe three to four years where I was smaller, right? Everything is relative. I was smaller than I was before. And so like that made me like there was, I didn't like think twice about it. So the concept of going back under the knife for a second time to fix, let's not call it fix this problem, to to address something that weighed on me physically and mentally was not even something that I considered. So literally when my sister looked at me after I said the comment, oh my God, my boobs look so big in this photo, said, well, have you considered having another reduction? The thought had like not even crossed my mind. And it like literally like physically sank in my chair and I just remember thinking like oh my god I have to go down this road again and so when you and I started getting into it 
the goal that we set kind of pretty early on was like, okay, if if I was going to have this surgery again, I wanted to accept my body no matter what it looked like, whether I had big boobs, small boobs, had the surgery, didn't have the surgery. And I think you and I setting that goal in like our, you know, when we had like dug a little deeper that that was really what was like on my mind consistently in the background, not loud enough for me to hear, gave me a really good framework for like who I was trying to connect with and why it mattered and what the overall picture was. And so that was really what our session started to turn into. Mm -hmm. And you did such a good job because we had so many ups and downs, I feel like throughout the beginning of like, what doctor are we going to go to? Are we going to do it? Am I like, is this going to happen? Am I detaching from this limiting belief? Wait, is it really me? Like, what is my dark side? And I feel like you, I would say, if I had to guess that one of the most important tools you've probably taken away is knowing that that voice in your head is not, that's your dark side. That's not Rachel. For sure. And I think we've also worked on tools that remind me of that. Mm -hmm. So there was this one point in the middle of like some point in the 12 weeks where my, I'm lucky enough to work at a job that does like a women's event every couple of months. And the guest speaker came in and one of the exercises was journaling. I couldn't tell you what the fuck the prompt was, but I just started writing. And at one point I wrote, I am more than my body. And I remember texting and being like, I had this epiphany today. And this is what I'm going to say all the fucking time now when I think that everything else that I think of matters. Mm-hmm. And like that, you know, and let's like get really granular for a second. It wasn't like you said, Rachel, you need a mantra to think about when you have dark moments. It was, okay, we're going to, let's like tune back in to how we talk to ourselves and how we say it and what it means and what you really think. And what is she telling you? And so like for me to write that out was like my inner babe being like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Not that your boobs matter. I'm trying to tell you this. And so, you know, talk about shifting. I was with two of my like very, very dear girlfriends. We were trying on clothes at Alice and Olivia. By the way, the woman that owns and runs that company is very petite little lady. I can't wear out <laughs> like not a brand that fits my body either. It's no, it's, it's just, it just doesn't matter. Clothing. Beautiful, beautiful clothing. clothing. And I started to try shit on and I literally, I'm like sweating. Everything like doesn't like come on perfectly. And I just was like, okay, you know what? We're going to take it off. the hang- We're going to put it all back on the hanger. We're going to put back our clothes. And I literally had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know that you're better. You're more than, you are more than this. So like walk away and this does not need to like fuck up your day. Do you know how many people could fucking relate to that? Like hell of a dressing room situation where you bring in all this clothing and you're like ready to try it on and nothing fucking works. And T.O. That was (laughs) post-surgery. Yeah. No. Right. Right. Mm Post-surgery. So like post quote unquote fixing the problem, Mm -hmm. which is why that we're not saying that we don't say that shit mm-hmm. because like there's always triggers like, totally. there's always gonna be moments where like i was getting talk about dressing room trauma 
work clothes, like being in a suit and blazer and like silk and all these materials that don't breathe to save your life. I like looked in the mirror and was like, damn, my boobs look big. I was like, and? That was the next thing I said. <laughs> and, 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 oh, we're going to talk about the importance of like, and, too. I was like, okay. Are we just like, like, we're just going to, this is what we're going to, okay, let's move the fuck on. Like, you don't have time for this. Totally. So, um, when I think about like very drastic shifts, those are the ones that definitely come to mind. Yeah. And I love how you said, it's not like I sat there being like, Rachel, you need a mantra. Like, <laughs> no, no, I definitely do maybe make you do some things that you're like, meh, like why? But for the greater good, you know, but, and I always tell everyone, I'm never, from the second you sit in front of me, the first day we start, or we pop on the FaceTime or we sit in group, I literally will be the first person to say, I am never going to hand you a lightning bolt. And you're never going to walk away being like, holy fuck, this is it. Like it's micro shifts. It, all day long. It, it's all day long, micro shifts. You're put in situations that you were put in before. You started working on yourself. You started reconnecting to yourself and your reaction is different or your recovery time is different. And everything is just due to the fact that you know you're more than the stories you've told yourself for as long as you've told them. Right. And so what ends up happening when we're in session is that I have to say those stories out loud. Mm -hmm. And that's where the work comes from, because having to tell someone else, well, when I walk past an office building and I'm wearing a sweater that I think comes up to my neck and is super conservative and nobody's paying attention to me, I look in that reflection and I think that I look like a stripper. Mm -hmm. And like having to say that out loud is is not the lightning bolt. It's the like, it's the look at yourself because you're not in a way that's positive or in a way that is meaningful or in a way that is actually having a conversation. And so that to me is what session is. Like, it's not you giving us light bulbs. It's light, lightning bolts, excuse me. It's you like, oh my God, there's this, I, this was what I was looking for on my phone. There's this lovely, the Instagram handle is, revelatory mm. and I sent this to you wave I can tell that I'm seeing the right therapist I feel safe but sometimes I feel a little attacked <laughs> have you noticed that this is a pattern for you <laughs> uh now that you mention it <laughs> that's literally so, that's that's I the mean, most true yeah I know that that's one just is. like hits different as the yeah. kids say it's <laughs> different as the kids say but it's true it's like I'm going to constantly challenge you. I'm not going to let you just like do what clearly wasn't working. And I think once you realize that those limiting beliefs are there literally limits that you have allowed yourself to believe. Um, once you realize that those don't really exist, like I always think when I think the limit does not exist, I think of mean girls, but like the limit does not exist. And once you realize that, it's fucking empowering to know that you can rewrite the story. All you got to do is pick up the fucking pen again and write. This is going to be an episode with a lot of F-bombs. I'm so sorry. Hide I your know, kids. We totally Hide your wives. <laughs> I, def- I, I, don't know. I don't know how to not be explicit, like literally only at work. It's fine. It's. I mean, every session is like this too. So if we want to give someone a real glimpse, here we are. You and I curse all day long. All day long. Um, okay. So... How do you, would you say, because you went from a 12-week program, 
perfect. You went from a 12-week program seeing me consistently to now we're not as consistent as far as in person. We talk all the time. We're still connected. But I see you probably what? Like not on a travel week, like maybe once every three weeks? Every other or every three. Yeah. Every other or every that's, three. Okay. Pro- so when I'm not traveling. Yeah. When you're not traveling for work. Okay. How do you keep up with what we've set in place when I'm not around? Well, it's funny now because this is such a full circle moment because now seeing you on Instagram sometimes is my reminder of like, are you doing the shit that you fucking <laughs> are supposed to be doing? I also think that when we end session and you say, what's an aha, what's an appreciation? And sometimes they come really easy to say. And other times, you know, I kind of have to dig. But on the days where I'm like, like that was a big aha and like we we've you know we got we got in there mm-hmm. I think about who I was before and after the session and I think about my ability to make the shift and I think I think that knowing that I have those tools and that I'm capable of doing that on a day-to-day is what like keeps it in motion. And I also know, like, this past week, C has been traveling. I have not been waking up and meditating. And I'll get halfway through the day and be like, I literally hear you in my head. Are you really doing what's best to serve you? Like, do you really feel like you checked in today? Like, do you feel like you really checked in with yourself today? Are you fucking kidding me? That's what I hear in my head, like, halfway through the day. Like, great, you could have set yourself up for success. You know what makes you feel good. I literally, I have a list in my journal, things that make me feel good. Uh-huh. And there's a list for morning and there's a list for night. And in the morning is this new meditation system that I've put together. And I just listen more, right? Like I, when I feel meh and it's two o'clock and I'm like, okay. And I reevaluate not in a way of what used to be judgment, right? Like we talked about that judgment and shame. I'd be like, you fucking had a really shitty lunch and you ate Chick-fil-A and then later you're not going to go to the gym and like, Rach, the clothes aren't going to fit you. And instead I was like, okay, who cares what's happened? Do a Melissa, um, oh my gosh, what's her name on health? Melissa Woodhouse. Thank Uh you. Melissa, do a Melissa Woodhouse workout. Love that. Eight minutes. Take a moment, go walk the dog. And, like, let's, like, reset. So, you know, and then when all else fails, I send you a voice memo, and I'm like, this is where I'm fucking at, and I need you. Because that's life, right? Like, I can, all we can day talk long. about the tools all day long, and we can set shit in motion, but, like, we're still going to have fucking bad days. And at the end of the day, you know, you said who I was before the session and who I am after, and I just want to point out that it's all you. You know, I just think that you through an, a, a 50 minute session, realize that you can still show up for the person who entered the room and the person who's going to leave the room. You just have to show up. Yeah. And I love that <laughs> you hear me in your head now <laughs> instead of um, judgment, but th- it's true. You know, like we just, we're human beings. So we're going to have days where we like, just don't do what's best for us, you know? Um, and that's fine. But it's the awareness knowing that my day my day can change at any given point if I make the choice to just show up. Yeah. 
no judgment, just curiosity. Like, oh, cool. I, I wonder why I didn't do that this morning. No worries. Going to do it now. You know, it's the little micro shifts. So point being is that bad days happen regardless of how much work you do. And it's not about erasing the day. It's just about taking the day back, you know? I also feel like it's like a bit of like taking inventory too. Totally. Versus taking judgment. Totally. Like what's different today that wasn't yesterday? Okay, cool. And that makes me want to ask, like, what is the biggest difference in your life today, would you say, than when you started as far as self-acceptance or self-worth or using your voice or anything? Like, what, what would you say stands out as the biggest difference? You know, so, okay, we've talked about how you and I started seeing each other really from like a body acceptance perspective. And in our new chapter of The Onion, we've talked a lot about negative patterns and kind of some surfacing things that have come up in regards to like how I view friendships and relationships. And it's made me, you've tasked me with in between sessions, when stuff comes up, listen to it. And what is it saying? And why is it saying it? And like, journal or, you know, take a moment to like hear what's going on. Name the feeling. All day long. (laughs) And so it's, I think the biggest change within me is it's crazy that I'm even able to like step back and just see the thought and hear the thought for what it actually is versus judging it. So like we've talked about my patterns of like validation with friendships and with relationships and so it's fascinating now when I hear myself say something that I'm like not really feel good about and I'll stop and be like hmm I wonder where that comes from and I wonder what makes me say that versus they didn't give me the validation I wanted I don't feel good about myself and I don't know if I'm as loved as or liked as the next friend or person or whatever So I think my curiosity of me is probably the biggest takeaway versus my my hearing and evaluating my own life and thoughts and just hearing judgment and shame and in a spin cycle of like, you're not good enough, you're not doing this right, and you're probably not going to get better. So what the fuck is the point? It's so interesting that that's what you heard when you when you initially followed me on Instagram, it was like, what's the point? What is she going to tell me? It all like plays into the same cycle though. Absolutely. Right. So who besides me, (laughs) who are some of your biggest inspirations? Because I think that we all need expanders and people that light us up um, to sort of keep us motivated. And, you know, you and I talk a lot about also Instagram and muting and not really setting ourselves up to compare and blah, blah, blah. So who, who inspires you? Oh my God. That is like, that's a very hard question for me. It's funny. Cause we've actually, we don't think we've talked about this. No. So I, gotta, I can't just give you everything that, you know, like I got to like challenge you a little bit. Come on. What's funny about that question is my junior year of college, I was interviewing for an internship 
And this woman was super high up in the company and she was interviewing me because she has family that was in Arizona and that's the only reason she was there. And she asked me that question, what are you most proud of? And I said, me. I said, I'm really proud of the person I've become in school, the community that I have, how I present myself. And it was 100% true. Like I, I was really like, Rachel, you're doing your thing and you're doing it well. And she was so impressed with the answer. And I remember being like really impressed that I thought to say that. (laughs) And like when you just asked me that question, like today I had a phone call with a client and I had a a lot of other resources on the call. And I thought I was going to get on the call and just kind of be the quarterback. So-and-so is going to talk now and then so-and-so is going to talk well, so-and-so dropped the ball and I had to pick it up and start basically doing their job. And I got off the phone and I went, how dare you ever think you couldn't do that? Oh man, I have chills all (laughs) over my fucking body. I just, I just sat there and was like, you are capable of this. Yes. You are so capable of this. Like, stop thinking that the people that have been here longer or done this more, like, blah, 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 blah can do this better than you. And I just kind of like stood in my own light for a minute and appreciated having that. So like when I think about people that inspire me, like I'm inspired by the fact that I still surprise myself and like I'm still willing to evolve and still willing to like be better tomorrow. And you know, my mom. (laughs) Always. Always. Like I don't like, I don't like... Uh, I mean, that's such a great answer. And I honestly was hoping you would say something along the lines of like yourself, you know, and, um, you did, (laughs) you did, but you are so inspiring. You're like, your commitment to yourself is so inspiring. And, And I said, from the jump of this interview, like your vulnerability and openness is so inspiring. And you're a, case example of the work works if you let it. And I just think that you're constantly letting it work. Thank you. I received that. Oh, yeah. She also, <laughs> you also taught me that. I love, I received that. It's, it just is wild. I have to give props to Tori Washington because she was the one that told me that. But um, it's so wild when someone gives you such a massive compliment, especially by someone that inspires you being you fucking Jacqueline and to not say thank you and say I receive that is like makes your body like do things like you're just like all I want to do is say thank you but it's actually not about you it's about me so I'm just gonna say I receive that and it's it's a it's a really it's a quite a powerful tool Mm -hmm. it is it really is you and your powerful tools Um, that's all we can do right if you anybody listening right now right because I'm no different than anybody. You're no different than anybody. We're all the same, but different, right? For people listening, thinking like, okay, yeah, I'm the same, Rachel. I follow Jack on Instagram and I know about your inner babe, but I don't really know how it could help me. You know, what is a piece of advice or why would you tell somebody to take the leap towards the connection to themselves? Because yes, it obviously I'm there. But the work has nothing to do with me. It is all about you. And I'm just there to guide you to yourself, to a version of yourself you deserve to find. So for people who are afraid or don't know or skeptical, whatever, why should they take the leap? 
if you're not going to bet on you, no one else is. I'm a very big advocate of if you're not open to it, you're not going to receive it. We show up every day and open our eyes and like you get to make a choice on what you're open to and what you're closed off to. And so to me, the only thing you have to know going into any session is like I'm open to whatever happens and whatever comes up and whatever emotions I share or whatever, I'm like ready to receive that. And if you're ready to receive that, then like your fucking inner babe is like right goddamn here. If you are going to close off, if you are going to not show up, if you are not going to show up for you, like it doesn't matter who sits in your chair, it's never going to happen. So a part of me is a big like self-accountability person. And so a part of me says like, you can't look to Jack to like make it happen. I mean, she'll sit there and look you in the eye and be like, really? Is that how we feel? (laughs) (laughs) All day long, but like. It's up to you. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like all day long. And I guess, I mean, shit, if we're like going to go back to my mom for a minute, I've never met a woman that's more willing to like wear her heart on her sleeve. And so like to me, like you say it all the time, intimacy into me, you see. And I, one of my negative patterns is like, I just want to be close with people. The pro of that is I know the only way to get closer with anyone is to share my true self and my vulnerability. And so I show up to session ready to do that. You have to be ready to do that. And it will happen. If you're open. Yeah. It has to be a two way street. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. And I, and But, you know, pause because it does matter who's on the other side of the chair. And that's you who's like also like ready and fucking willing to receive whatever that vulnerability or emotion is. Like I literally cried to you about my future mother-in-law and you sat there and hugged me and was like, dude, I get it. it, Yes, we're going to get through this. Like what? Yeah. Like sometimes it's really big shit. Like I'm having surgery in two weeks and I'm fucking scared shitless. And then other times it's like, I'm planning a wedding and I want to, you know, cry for a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think you are special and you are so such an advocate for your clients when they show up and when they're there to like do the work. Well, I love you. I'm pausing for mercy. I I appreciate that. I received that. (laughs) Love that. Um. I think, you know, I get asked a lot, why did you start your inner babe? And there was just such a need, in my opinion, and from my experience, a need for an extra level of support and an extra level of accountability and an extra person outside of the clinical box. I mean, you know how much I love therapy, but someone outside of the clinical box that was going to be able to look me in the eye and see me and tell me that whatever it is, I get it. And we're going to get to the other side of it. We're not going to stop life. Can't happen. But we're going to get through whatever we need to get through and we're going to get through it together. And so hearing you say that validates to me that I, the person I needed, I became. And 
that to me is my, I mean, the end all be all of my why. That is why I do what I do is to be able to hug you when you're crying about your mother-in-law, you know, but that's because it's real for me too. I get it. Yeah. And, um, I think I always say like, trust me, right? Yeah, sure. Trust me, but it's about trusting you. Trust yourself. Oh yeah. And I just think that we let fear stop us. And you said it yourself, if you're not going to bet on you, who's, who, who is. I just feel like if you're, if you're scared of the voice inside your head to say it out loud, that's your reason just to, sh- to show up. Mm-hmm. Like talk about accountability and talk about like, do I need to do the work? What does the work mean? What work do I have? Okay. Stop. Let's stop that for a second. If the voice inside your head scares you to say out loud, then there's things we can do mm-hmm. because that is not your inner babe. Mm-mm. So speaking of, wow, what a segue. Stop. My People favorite. are going to think this. People are going to no, think this. No, no, no. But it's true because that's your dark side. That's not you. Oh, I'm not ready for this question. Take a breath. Connect to her. Hear her. I haven't even asked it yet. My jaw is so locked. Because I'm making you smile so much. <laughs> yeah. Cheesing from ear to ear. Um, so speaking of your inner babe, my favorite question. I mean, you listen to the podcast. We've talked about this in sessions. You know how I feel about connecting to the inner babe and really seeing her and really hearing her, something tangible like that allows you to listen and connect back when you need to be connected. So I would love for you to tell our listeners, who is your inner babe, Rachel? Oh my gosh. She has no doubts what she's capable of. She stands in her own light and in her own power. And she loves with her whole heart. Mm-hmm. That's my gal. Simple as that. Is that um like? No, I think that that's the thing. I think everyone thinks the inner babe has to be like some complex thing, <laughs> and it's like no, it doesn't. Who are you at your most authentic? Who are yeah. you as your truest self? And fuck yeah, your inner babe loves with her entire heart. You're the most loving, most amazing woman I've ever met. So thank you for trusting me. Thank you for trusting you and thank you for being here and allowing other people to hear your story and, you know, hopefully see that the risk is worth the reward if you take it on yourself. Always. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. I'll see you back next week. But just remember the inner babe you already have her. So keep tuning in to find her. And I promise we'll set that bitch free. Hey guys, it's Jack again. I'm still here. But now that you've listened and you know who your inner babe is and what she's all about, you might be wondering exactly how you can find her, ignite her, and then set that bitch free. Well, the good news is there are a lot of ways. First things first, Find me on Instagram at Jack Goulds, where I go even deeper on some of the topics I cover on the podcast. 
I share personal anecdotes, a lot about my dog, and truthfully aim to bring a dose of honesty to your feeds. And I'd love nothing more than to connect with you on there. And then if you really can't get enough, you can also read my blogs, check out my recipes, and even sign up for a quick breakthrough session to learn more on yearnerbabe.com. But finally, and most importantly, if you know someone or you're someone who could benefit from a total reconnection to themselves and increased overall self-worth, you can find out more about my business and about my approach to mentality coaching at any of the aforementioned channels. DM me on Instagram. I always respond. Contact me through the website. Email me at Jacqueline at yourinnerbabe.com. And please, please comment and subscribe to this podcast. You guys listening and spreading the inner babe word means the absolute world to me. This episode was produced by Dante32.